Amen. Well, you know, amen. Yeah. You know what? I love it. I love it. You know what? It's, it's amazing. You know, you know what? I, I want to share something with you if it's all right. Exactly. You know what? We got a one-room church house, and that's all right. Because you know what? We got young folks in there because I'm going to tell you how it pays off. Can I see something you shared with me the other day? Please. I want you all to see this here. If she's got it there, I know I didn't even think about it till just now. But you know what? This has got it. That's all right. Y'all see this? Each week, we get one of these things to hand out. How old is your baby girl? Seven. And she called me Pastor Bud. I just said, hey, Pastor Bud. That's hers. That's her notes. Is that encouraging? Seven years old, training a mop, man. So you know what? You amen anytime you want, brother. That's all right. That's what I'm talking about, man. I tell you what. What a privilege to have young folks in here and mature folks as well. See, I, hey. That's right. He said, Pastor Buddy, pray for wisdom, and God gave it to him. <laughs> well, you know what? Today's message is called face-to-face. And then I follow up with that I call the eyes of Christ. Can you imagine the day that we come face-to-face with the Lord Jesus Christ? Amen? Because we all going to come face-to-face with the Lord Jesus Christ. And somebody's going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. And some say, I, I knew you're not. I pray that you know, that you know, that you know that the Lord knows you today. Amen? And that we know him. And, and so just, that's what just what was going around in my heart this week. Uh, the Lord was showing me so many cool things. And I, and I said, well, Lord, what scripture are, are you speaking to me from? And if you got your Bibles or if you're online, you can check this out. First Samuel 16, verse 7. I'm going to read that. And we're going to read it a couple times because it's so rich in, in just God's goodness. It says, but the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. Everybody said, amen. Yes. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Amen. Aren't you glad that the Lord looks at the heart? And you know what? Everybody, every now and then we need to have that heart challenged. Have that heart uh, worked over by the, the word of the Lord. Amen. Every, every week. That's why I say, you know, every time when we come together, I, I look at the, the, the word of God brings challenges to our life. The word of God should challenge us and we should make adjustments because you know what? I ask this from time to time. Can, can I get a show of hands if, if everybody believes that the Lord knows what's best? Can I see your hand raised? Amen. I, I've never seen anybody keep their hand down on that question. But you know what? A lot of times we buck it and we fight it because we want to do what we want to do. We can just put a hand up that high, right? I just put a hand up that high because we, we know that's true. Yeah. But you know what? That's why I, I pray that each message challenges you but also comforts you. Because when we make those adjustments, we know that we're in the will of God. There is no better place to be than in the will of God. Amen. So I was thinking about this and and, and I'm I'm just going to read from my notes a little bit to to unpack our scripture. And I said, you know, today's world really hasn't changed so much in the aspects of of what we see here. We still often look at the outward appearance of people and make our own opinions, judgments and all those things. What they're like, you know, by the way they walk, the way they talk, you know, things. We kind of sum them up a little bit, don't we? We really do sometimes. But, you know, God says, I know the whole picture. See, a lot of times we're just seeing just a piece of the puzzle of somebody's life. We don't know what they've been through. We don't know why they're responding a certain way because you hadn't walked in their shoes, right? But you know what? God knows the beginning from the end. And that's why we want to have the eyes of Christ when we look at others. And and not only that, I want you to hear this. I want you to have the eyes of Christ when you look at yourself. Because if you're in Christ, you should see what God sees. Amen. And, and the way we, we, we help our 2020 spiritual vision is spending time in God's word. 
All right. So a lot of times that's what we do. We, we just sum up that and say, well, this person must be like this or that or whatever the case by what's going on. However, David's day it was very much the same. In our scripture verse, God teaches the prophet Samuel an important lesson, one we all can glean from. Amen. You know, the people of Israel had chosen a king at the time, Saul, and he was a good looking, strong fellow. They thought, surely he must be the guy. You know, he's got the chin. He's got the look. I mean, he's got it going on. So we want him as king. But you know, isn't that sometimes how we choose things? Surely they must be the right leader. Surely they must be the right one for the job. And we don't look at the big picture. So what's happening here is is God comes on the scene. He speaks to his prophet Samuel. And he says, Samuel, he says, I want you to go down to the house of Jesse. And I'm going to show you the next king. I'm going to show you which one to anoint. Amen. For, For the next king. So he comes on down. And I guess he really didn't learn his lesson that well. Because as soon as he got there. He, he talked to Jesse and he started mar- marching some of the sons out. And he sees the oldest son, I believe it is, uh, Eliab. And he goes, that must be him. I bet he's thinking, man, I'll be back home early. You know, have you ever thought about it? Well, I'll just get this done and I'll be back. Church will be out of such and such. I'll be the first one in the buffet. Come on now. Everybody got quiet. It's like, how did he know that? <laughs> how did he know that? That's why we have churches 10 instead of 11. That's why. Yes, indeed. God's good. I told you I pray for wisdom. I told you I pray for wisdom. So he turns around and, and what happens is this. He goes there and he looks at the brother and he says, he must be him. And God says, that's not him. And y'all know the story. He goes through the whole food chain there, the whole, whole family tree. And he says, you got anybody else? He said, we got David. David's out there singing to the sheep. He said, go get him. And so when he comes in, God says, that's my man. That's my man. Aren't you glad? I love those stories in the Bible. When we see that, I say, man, he'll take a guy singing the sheep and make him a king. Wow. He'll take you right where you are. See, because he was looking at the heart, just like the scripture says. So often we just we just go right on through that and don't see the fullness. But I think today, often we wear masks for the task. We wear masks sometimes. You got to have these on. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I'm ready. Well, whatever the case, I was going to get a whole bunch of false faces, but I didn't. I thought you'd get the same effect with that. But you know what? A lot of times we do. We got to get dressed for the occasion. We got to do that. And more, more times than not, people, when they come here, they say, we like coming because we can wear whatever we want. I said, that's right. Because that's what I'm going to do. I told a guy I invited him the other day. I said, man, we'd love to have you come to church. But if you wear a tie, you're going to stick out. I just want to let you know. But if you want to, that's okay, too. It doesn't matter. Because you know what? We want to do just like God did. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Amen. I ain't interested in your wardrobe. You know, doesn't make no difference to me. I want you to know that God loves you and that you're welcome here. And you know what? We still want to look our best for the Lord. So, you know, it don't hurt to run a rake across your head or whatever you want to do. We want to do do it right. Right. So, you know, with that being said, I, I just think it's all about our heart attitudes. Amen. It's about our heart attitude. We work on this all the time. And you know why? Because today I believe that's where the truth lays. At the foundation of our life. Amen. See if we got a personal relationship with the Lord. It should start transforming things in our life. I didn't say we're always going to get it right. But if we're following God. We're following the one who always has it right. Always will have it right. And his desire is for us to get it right. Amen. Now I want to go one step, step further. Remember what I said. When you look in the mirror. I pray that you have the eyes of Christ. And see what he sees too. Because through the eyes of Christ. And the sacrifice of Jesus. He said, you're right on time. You got it. Everything's straight. Amen. Pastor Bud did not say go live any way you want. I said, look to the Lord 
and make the adjustments as the Holy Spirit nudges your heart. Amen. Align your life with the Word of God. Forgive others and forgive yourself because it's a freeing thing. Amen. You can hold that grudge, boy. You think you really got them in the chicken wing, don't you? And they're going on about the business, guy. Whoever offended you or whatever. And you all knotted up, not hearing the Word of God or anything else. I know because how do I know? Because I've done it. But there's something freeing about the forgiveness and the grace of God. Amen. Whether they receive it or not, just let it flow through you. Amen. Because I believe that's what God would have for us. And that's not even in the notes. That's just a little appetizer to get where we're going. All right. But let's keep on going. We're going to talk about the attitude of the heart. And I thought, Lord, what's the best way to unpack this? And he showed me a little something here. If you got your handouts, um, we've got three things that we're going to walk through. But I really multiplied them into six. God's good at multiplying in it. We'll give you six for three. How about that? Best deal in town. Well, I said, Lord, give me some examples. And the Lord just started throwing these things out. And I, and I said, well, look, who others see? And we look back in the Bible, Moses, people might have seen him as a coward or a murderer. Right? Rahab, maybe a harlot, a prostitute. David, a shepherd boy, and later an adulterer. Joseph, just a small little, little brother. You remember him with the coat of many colors? And hey, you know, the Lord gave me a dream and I'm going to be a ruler over everybody. But the brother said, man, you're just a little spoiled little brother. Go on back home, right? But God said, oh, I got to see him so much more than that. And even Mary, right? On the outside, many people might have saw an unfaithful fiance. Have you ever had somebody just size you up? I'm going to go back in time. Isn't it funny? When I start working on this thing Saturday night, man, all things start coming together. And some of y'all have heard this story, but I want to share this story with you because I bet you've been in the same place, maybe just a little bit different, different uh, tool that the devil used. But I'm going to show you what he did to me. Seventh grade. Y'all know I love playing guitar. That was my desire, my passion. I was going to be, man, I was going to be somebody, right? Yeah. Just ask anybody in the neighborhood. Man, I dragged that guitar everywhere. Everywhere. Played before school. Played after school. Played at night. My mama would take the guitar off me when I was asleep. I love playing guitar. And, and now I know all three chords. God's good, isn't he? <laughs> he can multiply three chords, can he? Well, I never forget, and we had some guys, we were in shop class. Shop class, we have a lot of shop talk, right? And there was one guy, I thought he was a pretty cool guy. He lived in the, in the fancy pants neighborhood and all that. See, we thought there was a big difference when you cross Woodland Road and go, wow, they got brick everything. You know, we didn't have brick everything. Every one of our houses looked the same. Choo, choo, choo. And then they had a two-story. See, she, she goes, it does, where do you live? I live in uh, that house. Well, it looks just like that house. It's all right. Don't matter what your house looks like, what your heart looks like. Man, God taught me some amazing lessons back there. So anyway, I go and share a little bit. And then this guy was up on all the latest rock and rollers, all the cool stuff, all the guitar heroes and stuff. And he was talking about this one particular guitar player. And man, I tell you, I've been doing my homework. I've been playing and picking and grinning and all that. And he said, man, this guy's got a really cool guitar solo. And I said, Oh, yeah, man, I just learned that. He goes, yeah, right. I go, what? I'm not going to tell you something I saw. He said, yeah, I'd love to hear that. I said, well, I ain't too busy. So I went home. I got my little, you remember those little cassettes? I'll take that to him. You know, I, I just, I wanted to shut his mouth, amen. So I bring that back and I got my little Walkman. Y'all remember that little Walkman now? You know, well, look, the little Walkman is <laughs> about that big. Yeah, that was a workout carrying those things back in the day. So I get there and I say, I say, hey, dude, check this out. He put, put that in there. Okay, that'd be good if it was you. Oh, that hurt my heart. Now, 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 about 14, boy, that was stinging. Now you go, it's all right with me. I don't care. 
right? But I'm just telling you, because we need to get over things sometimes, don't we? And I thought that, and I looked, and I was like, I can't believe that. I mean, I wasn't showing off. I wasn't doing it. I was just, the guy asked about it, you know what I'm saying? Then my buddy Earl, Earl, he must going to be my manager, he thought. He said, you don't know nothing about no music. He said, you know what, one day you will, you will be paying to come see him. I said, oh, okay. Now listen to this. My shop teacher was about his first year out of, out of school. So he's like 23, 24. He hears all that. And he goes, uh, let me hear what you got. He put that on. He says, hmm. He said, do you teach guitar? I said, not really. I just bang on it till it sounds right. That's all I do. He goes, uh, what time do you get to school? Now, I have no idea why we would go to school. We didn't even like going to school. But we would leave at 7 o'clock. Why do you leave at 7 o'clock? It takes you 10 minutes to get there and you can't go in until 8.30. But we did. I guess so we could complain about going to school. I don't know. We can just get there early. Are y'all ready for school? Yeah. Okay, I'm ready. Well, oh, man, we got a half an hour. Well, why do we leave so early? We did, though. But it worked out good. He says, hey, man, uh, he said, I- I've been learning the guitar. He says, uh, you going to be here tomorrow? I said, yeah. He said, meet me in the back of the shop. I said, okay. So he comes in, he, he goes, he's got a nice guitar. I think, my pop's got me a knockoff brand, right? He said, when you learn how to play it, come see me. <laughs> all right. But he backed me all the time after I got a couple of chords down, I will say that. So I got in there, I start playing, and I pass it over to Mr. West. He played a little bit. I said, man, this, this is all right. Well, I wasn't the best at my mechanical drawing in that class, right? But guess what? I got an A that nine weeks, amen. <laughs> I got an A that nine weeks. I did that. I was in there. When that guy said something, I said, I don't worry about it. I got it. Draw it on out, man. But see, but, but you know what? The teacher saw something different than what everybody else saw. You know what that man did? I didn't even realize it till last night. Man, it's humbling. See, I thought I was helping him out. That's how arrogant and, 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 and thick-headed you are. I thought, yeah, man, I'm going to show this guy to play the guitar. I'll be the teacher's pet and everything else. You know what he was doing? He was allowing me to help him, but you know what he did? He would take the things that I understood on the guitar and apply them to teach me how to, to do the slide rule, to do the, the little protractor, all these different things. I didn't even realize that. He said, you see, see what we're doing here? Oh, that's kind of like this, buddy. And he'd, stop and, he, and he'd draw a little something. You see how the neck goes like that and goes like that? Well, that's how come we get the vibration. I was like, well, I really don't care because it just sounds good, right? I'm just being honest. But he was teaching me something. Now, why did I bring you all the way back to Spratley Junior High School? Because God was even working then when I wasn't even thinking about it. I was just doing what I wanted to do. And God knew my passion. God took something that I loved. And that's opened up many doors. Many doors in the ministry. All right? But you know what? It might not be a guitar for you. It might be cooking. It might be smiling. It might be sharing. It might be anything else. You know what? Might be taking somebody on a sunset cruise. And you take them out there and you say, you know what? Hey, how'd you get into this? I love it. Hey, did you ever look out there and see, you know, God created all that. Could you imagine that could be a serious platform? Can you just get out there and say, you know what? You know, Jesus used to walk on the water. Yeah, anything. Man, what a huge crowbar. I just happened to think about that. Anything that you do and you're passionate about, I promise you, if you ask God, he'll show you a way to tie it in. He will show you how to tie it in. Because who gave it to you? God. Who put that in your heart? God. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know what? The reason I wanted to bring that up is because a lot of times 
We ourselves can sell others short and sell ourselves short. And we sell ourselves short a lot of times because we don't realize all that God sees. So now I'm going to jump back to our regular schedule program. See, with all the folks there, what did they see? Hey, a coward, a murderer, a harlot, a shepherd, spoiled little brother, unfaithful fiance. But let's unpack it a little bit and see what God saw. Amen. Everybody doing good, right? <coughs> who God sees? Who does God see in you? Well, look who he saw in Moses. Amen. A leader to set his people free. Now, that's a pretty big change, isn't it? That's a pretty big jump. But, you know, he didn't do it on his own, but he was just faithful. And God worked through him. Amen. Rahab, he saw her as an ancestor for the Messiah. What? Read the Bible. Check it out. God's got a master plan. David, a man after God's own heart. Come on. Joseph, he saw him as one who could save the nation from a famine. Man. And of course, Mary, he says she's the ideal mother for the son. Now that's quite a difference, isn't it? That's quite a difference. And what I pray today is that you look into God's word and let God's word define you, not the world. I say it so often. Why? Because it's that important. Amen. That's how important it is. See, with, the, with just a casual read of the word of God, we go, oh, yeah, I got that. I know that. I've, I've heard that story before. But when you ask God to open up the word to you, he'll start teaching you some things and showing you some things. And man, you start scratching your head and go, how did I miss that? We can read it over and over and over. That's the only book that brings life. Amen. You can read all types of poetry and there's a lot of good books out there and everything. But that book is amazing. It's filled with God's word, his love letter for me and you. Amen. Well, let's keep on rolling. Now, who others see in you? Say in you. Now say in me. Okay, we're going to make it a little personal here. Now, let's take a look at this. Do others see your actions and wonder? Wow. Is that what a Christian looks like? Let's take both sides of the coin. When something comes up, they go, wow, how did they respond to that? Man, that must be God in their life. Or they go, or do they say, if that's what Christianity is all about, I'm out. I pray that we reflect them well. And I know that there's times that we don't. But get back in. Get back in on his forgiveness. Well, what about this? Do they hear your conversations and wonder, hey, is that how a Christ follower responds? Whether it's positive or negative. See, what I started doing, I learned a real good lesson from my dad. So me and my dad used to work at the same place. And he told me something. He said, son, I just want to tell you something. He said, your mouth will ruin you, boy. Your mouth will ruin you. And he told me this. He says, I can promise you this. If somebody's talking behind somebody's back and talking about somebody else, when you leave, they're probably talking about you. Hmm. I just filed it. I'm going to tell you what I saw this week. You know, I went shopping for mama, so I, you know God showed up, didn't he? So here we are. I'm pushing my basket. I see this nice young lady, her husband, boyfriend, whatever, talking to this other gentleman. And I said, gosh, you know, I'm over here looking through some stuff. I said, gosh, she's so pleasant. She's taking time and everything. And she was talking and everything. And I happened to look up when the man left. And you know what she did? She looked at her husband, gave her the old shovel lip, the old stink face. How often do we do that? Oh, hey, how you doing? Oh, yeah. Right? But, but what happened? See, she didn't know that I saw her. God sees it all. How often have I done that? How often has that been done to me? And I thought, Lord, that was ugly. That was ugly. See, people don't like faith, do they? And I'm going to get to it. I'll probably hit it ahead of the game here. But, no, but the people, I believe people will 
forgive a failure better than they'll, they'll receive fakeness. Does that make sense? You know, they don't like plastic. They like to see what, you, what you're about. And, and unfortunately, sometimes that's kind of tough, you know. We try to keep our guard up and everything else. But just, just think about that for just a second. Well, do others see your worship? I thought about that. Now, do they look at you and say, wow, they really love God. They know him. Man, they're in love with Christ. He meets them face to face. See, we don't put on something and go, whoa, hallelujah. No, no, that comes out of here. The reason I mention that, does us worshiping God bring the hearts of other people closer to God? Or do they go, hmm. You ever see something? We're, you know, your body language says a lot. And I'm not really interested in your body language. I'm interested in your heart condition. And that's why I tell you what, what I'm saying. God's looking at the heart, amen? But you know, we can get all crimped down like this. See, I talk about this a lot. A lot of times people don't receive when, when they get to a place because they're already locked down. They've already hardened that heart. I can't believe he said that. I can't believe they said that. Well, you know what? How often... Just think about this. I love saying this. If I told you we had a tape recorder in your car on the way to church and we were going to play it, how many people would be okay with that? Both of you. Yeah. <laughs> you know you know what I'm saying, right? But you see, I also notice the enemy wants to start, start getting, he wants anything for you not to go to nine-seater room. He'll say, boy, it sure is a nice day to be out in the boat today. In an hour, ship a whore, baby. We're all right. You know what I mean? It's only an hour, you know? Or, hey, you know what? I think I could do this. I want to do this. I want to. And he'll try anything. Well, you know that grass is tall. If you don't cut the grass today, it's supposed to rain tomorrow. Anything. Right? All those things. How does he know all these things? Because I've lived them. Done them. I tried to apply them. Tried to turn the volume down on them. Everything else. But I want to tell you, God sees all. And I want to also say this. Just because you walk through the doors of the church don't make you a Christian, amen? What's the old saying? Just because you go through the drive-thru at McDonald's, you're not a Big Mac, right? Same deal. Same thing. You know what? It's, it's, a, it's a hard condition. But I pray that when we come into a place where we know the presence of God is, and we should be carrying them with us, amen? That you know what? It's a transforming time. Amen. All right. Do others see you serve? Do they see you serve? Now, let's go back to that lady. She has no idea she's being a sermon illustration this morning, I guarantee you. Yeah, did they see you serve? Can, can you see? Can I see this? Oh, oh let, let me just go ahead and fix this. Let me just go ahead and praise the Lord. Fix this. That's so nice. That's good. Yeah. And inside you're going, I can't believe we got these little things. It's always, I told him to glue it last week. I can't believe. You know? It's that God's seeing all that. God's seeing all that. And he's like, I don't need that. Can you can you imagine? It's just like the lady in the supermarket. <laughs> I don't want that. I don't want to be given that. I want to think. I, sometimes I just got to stop and go, man. Because I'm thinking, man, we got to turn this on. Did I hit the box? Did I do this? I got to look through here. Okay. And then, and then God said, hey, why don't you just trust me? I go, that's a good idea. That's a real good idea. And many of y'all know I go through here and I, I prepare and I, and I seek the Lord on all this. And you know what I do? I look at it and I say, Lord, what are you going to do? Because a lot of times what's on here is not what he's given us here. And I know what he's given us is the best. I always pray. We pray over this message every week. We pray for the, the week after and the week after. God has been so faithful with the messages. And see, a lot of times we start the message and I think, oh, okay, this is where God's going. And when we get to the end, I said, I had no idea you were going to get there. But you know what? 
It's because we want God to lead. We want God to lead. Amen. But do other people see you serve? And, and when my, really, my, my question to you is, did they see you serve with a joyous heart? Remember, obligation because I got to. Passion because I get to. That's what we want. Serve with a passion. Amen. Well, let's keep on rolling. Do others see? Do others only see the mask you wear and never really see the real you? Isn't that something? There's, there's, there's sometimes that doesn't mean you got to tell everybody your business. That doesn't mean you got to have everybody over for a picnic. But I tell you what, if you're in love with God, they're going to see God flow through you. And that's, I pray, what they see in my life. And there's some days he's flowing pretty good. And there's some days they said, and who do you know? But, you know, the Holy Spirit in my life says, you know, that's that's not of me. That's of you. And I go, Lord, forgive me. And I get back in the game. Lord, forgive me back and get back in the game. And you know what? I keep going. I love that picture. Miss Tanya does all these backgrounds and she takes time and prays over them. But if you look at your handout, I want you to look at your handout. And you look at that eye and that heart. Do I see others with the love of Christ? Do I see others knowing that regardless of their situation, regardless of what's coming out of their mouth, regardless of what's going on in their actions, that God says, I died for them too? I have to be honest. A lot of times I don't. Especially if I've been offended. Especially if you hurt me some way, right? But you know what I found? Just like back in seventh grade and now. I'm sure those people still don't think I can play the guitar and that's okay. You know what? I know they know I can't sing. That's why they turn my guitar up louder. Amen? <laughs> it's not about that. It's not about that. It's about this. Because, I, 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 you know, man, I just want to serve the Lord. I just want to serve the Lord. And if I'm turning a burger or if we're sweeping up because we are going to sweep up today, it don't make no difference to me. Because you know what? I don't want to be that lady in the grocery store making the face when I think nobody else is looking. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. Well, everybody doing good, right? All right, kind of quiet out there. We're going to get you all rolling now. Who God sees in you. Oh, it's getting good now. God sees you as his beloved child. You ever thought about that? God sees me as his beloved child. And you, 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 you. Everybody's called the name upon the name of the Lord. Now, I'm going to read this off here. I did a little study, and, and, and this is what I come across. I thought, this is beautiful. It says, if you are a Christian, you are not a stranger to God. You are not an orphan, even though you may sometimes feel alone. Your heavenly Father loves you and sees you as one of his children. Wow, if we could digest that. And here's the scripture to back it up. You know, we're always going to give you the word anchor. 2 Corinthians 6, verse 17 and 18. He says, I will be a father to you and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. See, no matter how old you are, it's comforting to know that I'm a child of God, that you're a child of God, that she's a child of God when we call on the name of Jesus. Amen. You're, you belong to, to a loving, protective father, God who is everywhere keeps watch over you and is always ready to listen when you want to talk to him. Now, you know what's really how we shortchange God and ourselves? A lot of times we don't want to talk to God when things are bad. Right? Right? We get, we get in the grocery list. We go, oh, Lord, I need, I need, I need, I need, I need, and I need it by, you know, I need it by about 1130. Yeah. But what would happen if we woke up and said, Lord, I just love you. Thank you for another day. On Tuesday night, we had a really awesome time. We went over uh, a lot of different scripture. We're walking through the book of Romans. 
And uh, we actually went and we pulled up a, a sermon that I saw about a guy that uh, had, had had some really interesting things happen in his life. And uh, he just backed it up with scripture, scripture, scripture. And God gave him a glimpse of what hell's like. And let me tell you what. It's not about if he really saw it or if he didn't see it or whatever. And what I liked about this fellow, he says, you know what? I'm not trying to convince you of what happened in my life. I just want to encourage you to look at the word of God. Now you got my attention. And we walked through that. And he pulled out all these different uh, descriptions and all the words and all these things about what hell is going to be like. I'm glad we're going to miss that, amen, because of what Jesus Christ has done. Amen. So what motivates me to speak this? The love of Christ. Because he loved you, me, and everybody so much that he says, I'm going to pay that price so you don't have to go there. But you know what? It's just like a check. You can have a check and never cash it. You cash what Jesus did and by faith. Amen. I thought about that. Now, how many of y'all have a will? Has anybody made a will? We need to make one. We need to wait one. Because what does a will do? When, when something happens, whoever's written on that line, they receive what you got. Amen. All right. I'm probably jumping ahead of myself, but I don't care because it's good enough to say it twice. Because when, when you leave this place, Whatever you have, and usually something of value that you feel is a value, or whatever the case, you pass that on to your loved ones, right? Whatever it is. But uh, if they don't come and pick it up, that really doesn't do them very good, does it? Doesn't do them any good. If they say, well, you know what, Uncle Joe left you a check for a million dollars, and you say, yeah, I need to go ahead and cash that sometime, right? But you didn't do it. See, God has given us everything. Our breath, our sight, our life, our salvation, our freedom, the whole deal. But if you choose not to partake in that by faith, if you choose to reject the only way to heaven, guess what? You never cash the check. Cash the check of faith of Jesus' sacrifice today. Amen? Well, let's keep on rolling. See, the question really comes down to this. How do you see yourself? See, others can see you a certain way. And even God can see you a certain way. And God can see you that, the way that he, that he created you. Amazing, a masterpiece. But unless you see yourself that way, a lot of stuff don't happen, does it? So take a look at this. If you don't put your faith to what God says about you, you will come up empty. Right? If I don't know I'm a child of God, that I don't know that I'm an heir to the throne, guess what? Doesn't do me any good. I keep living like hell. Right? And I keep condemning myself and I allow the enemy to get on my back and woo, look at you, you messed up again. Riding around in the courtyard. Yes, indeed, you fell short again, but But see, when I read the word of God and I realize who I have my hope in, that of Jesus Christ and the finished work of the cross, what I've been rescued from. Kevin, I hope you don't mind, I used to ask why I say this the other night we were talking and I think me and Mark was talking about, we were talking about why would we not want to go to heaven? Why, why would we miss this? How will we, you know, when we start thinking, we're talking and we go, how can we deny that when we take time? No, we're talking about something that the other night, just in small group. And, and I thought, you, you know, you're right. And I think back before I gave my life to the Lord, what was I thinking about? I got a real good answer. I thought, I was thinking about me. I was thinking about me. Guess who else was thinking about me? Jesus. I just had to find out he was thinking about me. And then I knew that I needed him. That makes sense? See, when I found out what he rescued me from, I got excited about what he called me to. Amen? See, when you understand what God has done and what he's done, he's rescued out of, of hell and in a pit of fire. Can you imagine being there? 
See, you don't stay 500 years and then all of a sudden say, okay, you can come out. It's eternal. Eternal. I said this before. A lot of times if we go on vacation, we'll say, man, we want to make sure that's a five-star hotel. Where we're going to eat. We're only going to be there for three days. So we want to really make sure that's going to count, right? But when you leave this place, you're going to spend eternity somewhere, right? When we take our last breath in this body. It's either in the presence of God because we have a, a, a relationship with his son, Jesus Christ. Or a place called hell because we've rejected Jesus Christ. God's not sending anybody to hell. We choose to go there ourselves when we reject the only way out. Somebody say amen. I'll say amen. You know, and see, a lot of times we get this twisted thing. God's sending people to hell. No, God didn't even make hell for you. He made heaven for us. But when we reject the only way there, I know I'm repeating myself because it's that important. When we reject the only way, there's only one other place to go. And aren't you glad you don't have to go there because of what Jesus did for you? And for me. Amen. So will you trust God? Amen. I pray. If you're here today and you say, oh, I've been to church 30 years. Oh, yeah, I go. Well, that's that's wonderful. Do you know Jesus? Well, you know, I give and I do and everything. Praise God. Do you know Jesus? You know, well, I have little old ladies across the street and everything else. And I cut the grass and we need a church and all those things. And the list keeps going. And I go, do you know Jesus? Well, I think so. Now, I'm not leaving this place on a think so. I'm leaving on a, on a I know so. You say, how can you know? Because God said I can know. Because he says, if I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead, I will be saved. You know what I say? I, because we have to make it personal. I pray for you here today that you make it personal. Amen? Well, you know what? God puts dreams in our heart, don't he? What dream has God put in your heart? See, I told you about playing music. I love playing music. I had no idea how God was going to use that. See, in my mind, it was going to be money, you know, long cars, all these things, stuff. That's what I thought. I mean, let me tell you something. When you're 14 and everybody else in the band is 21, you think, I got the edge, man. I can do this thing. I can do this thing. I can do this thing. And guess what? And then YouTube come out and you found out you ain't no good. <laughs> they got seven years old one. I was like, wow, I'm glad I didn't see that early. That hurt my feelings, Right? But you know what? Now, on the other side, what I call my guitar, any of y'all hear it? My six-string crowbar. Ain't nothing but a crowbar. I love playing, and there's nothing I'd rather do than play guitar for Jesus because I played it for myself a long time. You say, oh, well, I don't play guitar. I'm just using that because that's something that God put a passion in my life. When is that thing that God's put in your life? We talked about the dream. When is it that God's put in your life? God can use that if you hand it back to him. He's the one who planted it in your heart anyway. You know? Your business, your job, your family, your friends. Watch God work in that if we just turn it over to him. Amen. So do you see a forgiven you when you look in the mirror? Who do you see? Who do you see? That's what it all comes down to. Really. We look at this thing and we go, man, do you see a forgiven you? Man, God's faithful. Do you know God's faithful? See, you got to know that God is faithful or you're waver. God doesn't waver. Aren't you glad he doesn't change? See, everything in this world changes. Absolutely. I got a mirror. I see things changing all the time, man. Hair, face, waistline. It don't get thinner usually. Not in my house. All those things that we think, oh yeah, man, you know, I'll tell you what, when you're 20, you think, yeah, I can eat anything I want. Yeah. Well, nobody told me I was going to have a beautiful bride with a mama, mama-in-law that can cook like Miss Barbara. Man. 
I love when she cooks. I love when most anybody cooks, but you're the best grandma. <laughs> Wisdom. <laughs> Wisdom. I'll tell you what. But you know what? All those things. And the reason I bring that up is a lot of times because, you know what? Just like I said, we look at things and look at people and try to size them up. But I'm going to tell you what. When you find somebody that's chasing after God, jump in line and run with them. Run with them. See, people say, well, man, I, I, you know, I'm looking for a bride and I'm looking for a husband and all that. And I heard a guy give this analogy. Well, where are you looking? Oh, I went to the clubs and I went here and I went to the work. And I'm thinking about trying church to look around. Well, if you come to church for the right reason, God allowed me to put somebody in your life at church. But my friend told him this, one of my pastor buddies. He said, you know, somebody asked me that. He said, look around for somebody who loves the Lord and that is running to the Lord. Then get in gear and run with them. He said, you know what? You'll have to find at the end of the race, you got you a good thing. Amen? You know, I got to find somebody that's walking towards Jesus. I can't run that fast anymore. But you know what? Whatever. I'm glad that he put my girl in my life. Because I'm going to tell you what. She, she's a prayer. And you know what? The only thing better than a praying wife is a praying mama. And I got both. And a praying mother-in-law. And a praying father-in-law. See, I, I needed all of them. God knows I needed all of them. And friends and family. So don't let up. Because you know what? We're not backing up. We're going to lean into what God's got for each and every one of us. Amen? So do you see a forgiven you? Do you see a you that loves, that the Lord loves deeply? See, if you see God as a taskmaster, and you see God of, of, of looking over and saying, well, you didn't get that right. You didn't do that. Does anybody like, does anybody like somebody over them when they're working on something? I know, I, I don't care. Now, it, it, I don't care for that, I should say. You know, now, if, if, if you're working with me, that's okay. But if you're there waiting for me to mess up, Sorry, Tim, I'm scared. <laughs> he was taking notes. Yeah, but if, you know, if I, you just wait, what happened? You did, oh, I mean, I'm going, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. So if I see God doing that, oh, is that what you want me to do? I, I don't know, you know, that's not freedom. That's not peace. I'm walking in forgiveness going, Lord, you know what? Uh, what would you have me to do today? And I'm going to walk and I'm going to listen. I'm going to be listening and doing and, 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 and try to make those adjustments. You know what? A lot of people, when they leave here today, might go eat out, might go out to eat. Look around and see if there's somebody you can bless there. Maybe it's your waiter or waitress. Maybe you just give them a kind word. Maybe if you go home and your wife or your husband fixing a sandwich for you, you can just say, you know, hey, I just want to tell you, I appreciate that. Just taking a little time. Man, let me tell you, that goes a long way. I was in a class a few, few uh, months ago, and there was a lady that was helping. All her job was to make sure everybody had paper. That was her job for three days we were in class, making sure everybody had paper, everything else. And every time I go, I say, I just want to tell you, I appreciate all you're doing. Well, by the third day, she said, honey, let me tell you. I think you're about the only person that told me that they appreciate that. I said, well, I do. She said, I really, I really appreciate that. She says, do you tell your wife that? Whoa. She said, yeah, you can say it out loud, baby. <laughs> Woo, yes. <laughs> I like telling people I appreciate that. And you know, sometimes we don't say it enough. But I want to tell you from the heart. I don't want it to be an obligation. I want it to be because, you know, I really do appreciate that. I appreciate the team. I appreciate what people do behind the scenes. I appreciate every one of you guys. Man, let me tell you, I appreciate your prayers and, and pulling together. But you know, we got to see this for what it is. Do you really see a you that the Lord loves deeply? Do you see yourself as, as one that God left heaven through Jesus Christ, and come and pay that debt for you. Oh, 
Man, I'm going to tell you this what I'm telling you will pull the bricks off your back. It'll help you out if you just receive it. Amen. When I know that, you know, even when I don't feel like I'm worth it, God says you're worth it. Amen. Do you see a you that God wants to use? Oh, come on. Well, I'd like to do that, but I don't play guitar. Well, I'd like to do that, but I don't do this. I'd like to do this, but I can't run. I can't jog. There is something that you can do. You remember when I was telling you about my Aunt Margaret, how many know the story? Right? She could put a cigarette ash out this, this far, right? I don't know how old she was, but she was very mature. She was, she was old. But she, but she loved me. And I love getting around her. I wonder if she knows today the impact she did on my life. I didn't even know the impact she had on my life. I was just trying to get out there with the house not burning up. You know, she's smoking a cigarette and everything. But man, she had Billy Graham cranked on there. She'd be talking. She'd say, hey, this is the good part. Are you listening? See, when he said, if you don't, do you know Jesus today? I'm thinking, there's a lot of snow on that TV. See, I'm not even getting it. I'm not even getting it. But I was exposed to it. And she, she was so patient. She would just feed me a little bit of that. Feed me a little bit of that. And God took those seeds. And started to plant in my heart. And you know what? I pray every day through watering it through the word of God and prayer, communication with God. He just brings it on up as a father, the son, S-O-N. Amen. And that goes to you as well. Do you, do you see a you that will spend eternity with the Lord? And we talked about that. You know, a lot of times, a lot of times you will not hear people talk about hell. That's not really a real good crowd pleaser, is it? Well, I'm going to tell you what, I think it is a great crowd pleaser when you know you're not going. Amen. Everybody say amen right there. Huh? When you know that you miss hell because of what Jesus did, I get excited, man. Because I'm not going. How can you be sure? Because I know what his word said. How can you be sure? Because I have faith in Jesus Christ. How can you be sure? Because God said so and he's not a man that he can lie. See, I, I, I hide them in my heart. And so when that devil says, but you did and you said in this, I said it ain't based on me. It's based on Jesus. Get off my back, devil. Keep on walking. Because that is the greatest sacrifice ever. It's so good, it only had to happen once. And when he comes back, he's not coming back sacrificing again. Somebody told me, I said, oh man, I really blew it. Man, I really blew it. He said, well, you just need to go ahead and receive some forgiveness. I said, yeah, yeah, I know. He said, hey man, look, Jesus is not coming back and dying on the cross for you again. He did it once for all. Suck it up, let's roll. Man, sometimes you need a friend like that. You just need a long-haired ponytail brother that will tell you just the way it is, right? My brother say, hey, man, come on. Let's keep going. Wow. I'm so thankful for those folks in my life. See, you know, the reason I said long hair, ponytail guy, see, a lot of times, if I'd have just looked on the outside, I was like, well, surely you wouldn't know anything about the Bible. He knew enough to bring me back around, didn't he? He knew enough truth to say, you know what? God already did it. Stop whining. Receive it. See, yes, sir. Okay. Let's keep walking. God's good. He'll use us. Will he use you? Yes, he will. Will we spend eternity with the Lord? I pray we will. So today, look at this. Open your eyes and see Christ face to face through the promises of his word. Through the promises of God. See, we have to make it personal. We have to take that and understand that you're worth it. I spend more time on the phone with people that do not believe that they're worth it. And we all may feel like that. I'm not coming down on you if you feel like that. I don't know what you walked through. But I do know what God walked through. I know what Jesus walked through for you and for me. And so I don't have to walk through that. You don't have to walk through that. See, isn't it good that he went the mile? He's the one who carried the cross. He's the one that gave up his life and then took it back up again for me and you. 
See, that's good news. That's good news. And you know what? That's good news on Sunday. And that's good news on Monday. And right on through the week. See, a lot of times we think we just got good news for Sunday. Jesus Christ got good news for everybody, for every day of the week, for all eternity. Amen. That's what I want you to hear about today. I want you to hear about the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. See, God desires a personal relationship with each of us, but it's still our choice. Why would we deny it? Why would we walk away from such a great gift? I'll tell you what I've heard. Some people say, because I'd have to give up this and give up this and give up that. Anybody ever come up short with Jesus? I didn't see nobody come up short with Jesus. Amen. Heard a guy say one time, you know, he said, man, I thought Christianity was like just a big old stop sign put around my neck. Until I found Jesus. It wasn't religion. I found Jesus. I said, yeah, that's good. He broke every chain, right? He said, yeah. He said, all it was was a yield sign. I said, what do you mean? He said, I needed to yield my heart to Jesus Christ. I needed to bow my knee to Jesus Christ. He said, I got the green light. See, God gives you a green light through his son, Jesus Christ. God says, hey, you know what? I'm more than enough, and you're worth it. Wow. That's why I said we got to make it personal. Well, you know, today I pray that we make it personal with Jesus. I want you to take a real good look at that picture. I know that that, that will be so far from, from what the eye of Christ looks like. But you know what? It sure does make you think about that. You ever seen somebody when they're in love? They look at each other and you're talking to them and they're looking at each other and you're going, I'll just get with y'all later. That, that, that love look, that intimate look. Can you imagine God staring at you like that? That's my baby. That's my boy. That's my girl. I know every hair on her head. I know everything they're going to say, everything they're going to do. And I said, guess what? I still love you. Woo! That's the God we serve. That's the God I'm preaching about. The one and only true God. Our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? And so I want to read this again. And I want you to put this in your heart this week. The Lord tells Samuel, he says, But Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. It's not going to be our looks. It's not going to be our credit score. It's not going to be anything else. It's going to be your heart, right? The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. I want to ask you right here, right now. I want to ask you to close your eyes and open your heart. First, let's examine ourselves. Look at your heart. Do you have Jesus in your heart? You say, well, what do you mean? Have you asked the Lord to forgive you of your sin? And come into your life and you want to walk with him. See, that's the whole deal right there. And then we walk it on out. You say, well, how do I do that, buddy? How do I do that? Is it a perfect prayer? What happens if I say the wrong thing? What happens? No, you know what? I can help you out. Jesus, I need you. Forgive me. Come into my life. I need you right here, right now. That simple. Jesus, save me. If that's your prayer today, I pray you just call out. Right where you're at, Jesus said, we want to pray for you. We want to, we want to come with alongside of you. And that's a great thing because that's the good news. The good news, the gospel message means good news that Jesus is our Savior. And if you're here today, you say, man, I have been sizing up people. People have been sizing up me. I've been hurt so many times. I just It's hard for me to put my guard down. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know how many people have took advantage of me. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't. You're exactly right. I don't. But Jesus does. And he says, you know, let it go. He says, I forgave you. You forgive them. Come to me. So if that's your prayer this week, 
Just turn it over to God. Let him meet you right where you are. Right the way you are. And say, Lord, it's yours. In Jesus' mighty name. Give the Lord a hand clap for what he's doing here today. Woo! Lord is faithful.